Get back in control with Off the Wagon, adventures in emotional eating, health, and weight loss. Each episode containing fork-sized mindset tweaks, perspective shifts, and lifestyle hacks to get you back on the wagon. Whether it's habit change, emotional eating, addictions, weight loss, willpower, or relationships, there's something here for you. So let's get on the wagon and get down the road to your goals with me, Christy R. Hall. Welcome to episode one, where we're talking about resolutions, New Year's resolutions, mid-year resolutions, and even Monday resolutions. So New Year's Day is probably the single largest motivation-loaded day of the year, followed very closely by every Monday morning. Millions of resolutions are made on these days, but let's face it, will likely be broken by the end of the week. And depending on who you ask, you may be given numerous reasons to set or not to set resolutions. So I want to be clear, when we talk about resolutions, most people pick things like um, losing weight, getting fit, running a marathon, uh, reading more books, having more sex, making more money, things like that. And those are great resolutions. They are a little bit vague and, you know, that in, in and of itself can cause some problems. But generally, the things that the things that we seek to resolve are things that make us unhappy. Those people that suggest you don't set traditional resolutions will say that the root of resolutions is the word resolve, which typically means to solve a problem or fix something that's broken. But here's the thing. Your life isn't broken. Whether you have 300 pounds to lose or are binge eating multiple times a day, I want to be clear, you are not broken. You don't need fixing. And as much as we might hate to hear it, even though it makes us unhappy, there's nothing really wrong with it. It's not broken. It's not a problem that needs resolving. It's just something that we're uncomfortable with. You have habits and patterns and ways of being that while they may not be serving your utmost and highest good, they have helped you survive and cope with the monkey wrenches that life has thrown at you. So let's spend another second looking at the other and arguably more appropriate definition of of resolve. And that's commitment to strengthen one's resolve or commitment to something. See, for me, resolutions, whether they're set New Year's Eve or Monday morning, are the utmost of intentions. I don't set them willy-nilly because I have to, or think that I should, or knowing and expecting that I'll never make it. For me, resolutions, especially New Year's resolutions, are big-ticket items, things I want for myself, even bucket list items. So when you're trying to decide whether weight loss, emotional eating, stress, or binge eating, or even fitness should be on your list of resolutions or commitments, because I like that word so much better, the simplest way to decide is to ask yourself a series of questions. If I don't accomplish this before I die, will that be okay? If they put me in the ground in my box 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds overweight, will I be okay with that? 
If I die tomorrow, heaven forbid, and they find my stash of chocolate wrappers or alcohol bottles or shopping receipts or whatever, how will I feel? Will that be okay? Now, many of you will say, but Christy, I'll be dead. I won't care. It won't matter. And to you, I say, take a moment and think about your friends, your family, your loved ones. How do you want them to remember you? Do you want to be remembered as the lady with the chocolate addiction? The mom or grandmom that they wished had lived to see them graduate? The uncle who stood in the kitchen at the stove shoveling leftovers into his mouth with a serving spoon? It's not about guilting yourself back onto the wagon. This is about clarity, about what's really important to you, not what your mom your friends or society says should be important to you. This is between you and yourself. You don't need to discuss it, tell anyone, or get permission. Because let's face it, weight loss is never really about the weight. And in order for you to lose weight and keep it off, you have to abandon those habits that got you there in the first place. In order to stop binge eating or stress eating, you must eliminate the behaviors of eating when you're stressed or in response to negative emotions. And this is no easy feat because those habits and behaviors are alive and breathing within you. And they will be kicking and screaming and crying as you try to haul them out to the curb or to the trash. And like unwanted vermin, they will sneak back in when you aren't looking. And even occasionally, in a fit of loneliness and despair, you may knowingly and consciously invite them back in for coffee by the fire. Knowing that we all have this on-again, off-again, on-again, off-again relationship with our food, weight, eating habits, and our bodies, you might be thinking, what's the use? Why try at all? And that's why we ask ourselves those questions. Because if in your heart of hearts, it really doesn't matter, or it's not that big of a deal, then perhaps it's time to let that part go. That standard or expectation go. Maybe it's time to stop working so hard for something you don't really want. Make peace with the fact that it's just not that important to you. Accept it. It's not that big of a deal. Just let it go and get on with doing whatever big thing is important to you and you do give a crap about. No apologies. And if it upsets others, well, realize we all have our own lives to live and every decision, every choice, even the best of intention has consequences. And they aren't always good. So if after all that, you've decided it is important to you and it is something that you absolutely must do, then get serious about it. Here are some ways to make that resolution or commitment work for you, whether it's New Year's or Monday morning. Number one, get specific. Set a SMART goal. And by smart, I mean specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. How much weight? By when? 
using what methods? And equally as important, without which methods? Binge eating. What is progress for you? Getting down to a single episode a week? Or better yet, can you commit to trying one other method of self-soothing before turning to food? Item number two is to make a plan. Get a rough idea or sketch about how you're going to do it. This will include um, dietary choices, food eliminations if you need to do that, and even fitness. Number three is to break it all down into mini goals or milestones. And for each milestone, select an appropriate reward that won't set you back on your goal. Don't make yourself wait too long for a reward, but don't break the bank with your rewards either. Number four is to determine your gotchas. Identify the situations, events, obstacles, and times that are most likely going to give you a problem or weaken your resolve or your commitment and create mini plans for those. So what will you do at your birthday? Or when your boss is mad or you miss a deadline or you F something up? What will you do when your favorite food is brought into the office or into your house? What about when your family doesn't eat the way you do? Or when you hit a stall? Or worse yet, an extended stall? What are you going to do when you're bored or sad or hungry? And just to be clear, we're not creating a set of rigid rules to live by that will make your life a living hell. You're creating guidelines for living. So if you're thinking, I'll do this until I lose weight or run the marathon and then I'll go back to normal, whatever your normal is, you're thinking about it in the wrong way. It's better to understand that whatever you do to accomplish your goal or milestone is very likely what you're going to have to continue to do to keep and maintain that progress. So don't make the mistake of thinking that once you get there, you're done. Weight loss and emotional eating mastery is not like graduating high school or college. There's no certificate, and it's less of an event and more of a process. Think of it more like cleaning your house, apartment, or room. You can work really hard to get it spotless. But even if you never go into that room again or that house, You would still need maintenance to keep it that way. You'd still need to dust or sweep to keep it pristine. And that's not realistic. You have to use your home, just like you have to use your body. So just like keeping the house tidy requires maintenance, so will weight loss or stopping emotional eating and stress eating. And hopefully you realize that it's much easier to maintain with daily maintenance rather than waiting until it's out of hand and then trying to tackle it all. Yes, I'm using the house as a metaphor for weight loss or binge eating. But that's the way most of us tackle it. We ignore the bloat, the water weight, the tight waistbands. We start wearing big stretchy fabrics and, and yoga pants with just a smidge more give. And then one day we finally see it. 
Whether it's in the mirror while shopping or at the doctor's office when they tell you that you're now in the obese category, there's a hundred ways it happens, but you know it when it does. And when you can no longer deal with it, you snap and go on some unsustainable diet and decide to go from couch potato to P90X in one day. My point in all of this is this. Make it simple. Make it easy. Make it doable. Don't focus so much on getting it done quickly because you'll be that much more likely to push too hard and make it difficult or painful. And if it's hard, you won't stick with it. Danielle Laporte says the journey has to feel like the destination. And I think that's really important. If you're looking at your plan and it feels hard or a struggle, then tweak it and change it until it feels better. Because yes, quick progress will help you stay motivated, but easy and less effort will make it so you don't need as much motivation, thought, willpower, and resolve to stick with it. Thank you for tuning in. I hope this was helpful. And for more information about who I am and how I can help, check out my website at christyrhall.com.